Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. Hello. I don't even know what to say. Hello. I don't even know. Yeah, it's just another week. We've, we've survived another week. We have. We've made it into mid-April. Mid-April. Yeah, I get my second vaccine tomorrow. So soon I will join you in being vaccinated. vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> but still inside. Still inside for sure, but at least I'll be vaccinated. I know. I'm not as afraid I'm not as afraid of like mail anymore now mm-hmm. that I'm vaccinated. I'm like, yeah. you know, probably like there's just a little on there. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can prob- handle that. Yeah, I can probably my my built up immunity can handle a little bit of male COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I've gotta keep it on its toes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> um, so what have you been watching this week? Okay, so we started off the week, as we always do, Fear Thy Neighbor. Mm-hmm. We're in season six now. There's only seven seasons, so we've slowed down on it a bit. <laughs> and I've started watching some other things, but um, we haven't really been watching. We've been watching movies instead. Mm-hmm. We watched a lot mm-hmm. of movies, and we watched The New Mutants last night, which was kind of bad, kind of good, which is like the new X-Men movie. And um, I think tonight or tomorrow we'll be watching the new season of the circle oh i forgot all about that but yeah that just so that exciting just, that just came out i'll have to watch that too because that was one of the first things we talked about on the show was the first season of the circle uh-huh. and i liked it like i mean it was definitely had its things but it, I, it was entertaining for sure oh yeah it's i mean it's ridiculous but it's ridiculous in like a not harmful way everyone right. knows why they're there mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> So, what have you guys been watching? Um, we haven't watched a ton. Um, the one thing that I really wanted to talk about is actually not even a TV show. It's a documentary. And I think mm-hmm. it's like only like 45 minutes. It's really short. It's on HBO, and it's called The Last Cruise. And it's about that um, cruise ship that left Japan in like February of last year and then had to be quarantined and had like a bunch of American passengers on it. And that was like the one of the first big COVID stories that I really remember. Dang, yeah. Um, And so this documentary is all about that. And it is so crazy to watch because like, like I said, this takes place February of last year, like, Mm -hmm. right. And it it has like spliced in some like news clips of time of, of like the anchors being like, there's six cases in America right now. We have like no reason to fear for like, and it's like, wow. Okay. Um, It's like really eerie to watch though. um, And to watch, kind of them all discover what's going on and then like also like just the thought of all these people like they had to be they were stuck in a cruise ship for like weeks with like and in the end like 700 people on board had covid like it was crazy yeah um and yeah so i highly recommend watching it it was really interesting um and especially just a year later watching like the initial reaction to some people and it was especially interesting to watch it from Mm non-americans because well like in in japan it was nice because they already were accustomed to wearing masks like that was already kind of a part of their culture in terms of that kind of thing and so like immediately when they found out about it they just started wearing masks which like good that's amazing because we like we didn't even know that masks were like really the thing that we needed to do until you know a little bit into the anyway it was really interesting and it really made me excited to like not excited, but like interested in the 
COVID documentaries that are going to come out over the years and all of the different stories because it's, I mean, literally affected everyone. Yeah. And there's just so many different stories to tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was literally just reminiscing with my mom today about early COVID, like early in the pandemic. And she's like, there you were last March, just yelling at me saying, no, you just got to watch out for people's droplets. Just watch out. Like, don't get near their face. Like, wear a mask. And she's like, and everybody else was freaking out about surfaces. And Mm -hmm. here you are just being like, don't breathe near anyone. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. ha ha, vindicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when that was like the scariest time was when like we didn't even really know exactly how it was transmitted and like nobody everyone seemed to be on different pages was really the scary part Mm -hmm. Uh, and I mean that didn't change much honestly but at least we it became clearer the things that needed to be done in order to not get COVID yeah yeah and scientists started actually learning about it because they could you know sample it whatever exactly but yeah, fuck. but anyway, I highly recommend that documentary. Like I said, it's really short, and yeah, it was good. I love a good documentary. Did you watch? Mm-hmm. Oh, we fuck! I know what I watched this week was the new Netflix art heist documentary. Oh, like I saw that, but I haven't. I haven't watched it. Was it good? It's really good. It's good. It's very. It's a lot because <laughs> nice. it's like you know one of the biggest art heists that has been pulled off, and no one's ever been suspected for, and. uh they just were basically hiring like burnout twenty year olds to guard these Rembrandts and shit at nice. night. So, what could go wrong? What could go wrong when someone's like, "Oh yeah, sometimes I go out and smoke a joint out the back door and prop it open." Of course, you're right. like, right. <laughs> Interesting. I'll have to watch that because I love true crime, but I never really watch stuff about like heists and shit. It's all about like murders and abductions and stuff. So, mm-hmm. might be God, a little bit- I love a good heist. <laughs> might be a little different. It might be better for my mental health to watch a heist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'm really down with heists because, like, then you think about all the things that you could heist. Like, how would you do your perfect heist? And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, man, that's good. Because you don't have to think about killing anybody. You just have to think about, like, how to fucking 007 on in there and steal something. Very different moral code than murdering (laughs) someone. (laughs) Yeah, like, okay, I could steal the Mona Lisa, and that's, like, bad. But, like... Not as bad as killing someone. Right, exactly. All right. <laughs> Speaking, I don't even know. Not a, tra- not a good transition. Let's just go right into it. So this week we are going to continue with where we left off last week. And we're going to finish up season one of Bringing Up Bates. 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any like news to talk about this week that i can recall i don't many nobody's gotten pregnant or married or anything that i can remember i don't think anybody oh oh go i do have a correction from last week because i was wrong and i would like to admit that i was wrong and i said very clearly on last episode that lawson was not in a courtship and that was a blatant lie and i apologize profusely I is so hard to keep up with these people and for some reason like it was just in my brain that he was single and so I, I think he's also single think... in his brain most of the time. Well, that's true. Anyway, I should have checked and I apologize. It's okay. We forgive you. you everybody gets one. <laughs> okay, good. As an information professional, I, I hate spreading false <laughs> fake news. So fake news. Um, I apologize. But yes, that's the only correction I have, I think. So let's just get into the episodes. <laughs> exactly. We got to do it. Um, so the first episode is episode seven and it's welcome grandbaby Bates right uh-huh. is that what it's called? okay yeah I think that's what it's called I didn't write them down this time because yeah. I 
I'm lazy. Oh, well, and they're really like generic titles too, so it doesn't really matter. I did like the Bates Gone Wild one from last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause that's that's a real thing for a Christian network to name an episode. Yes, <laughs> that is true. That is very. It's true. not TLC. It's a Christian network. I yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> okay, sorry. Episode seven. No, it's okay. We're popping out this baby. This baby's coming out. It start. This episode starts with Whitney twelve days away from her due date, um, and her and Zach are getting their nursery together. Both are excited and nervous. Zach seemed like particularly nervous. I thought Zach was gonna fucking episode. stroke out. <laughs> I know. Which I mean, I, I it's fine. It's fair. You're, it's a big thing becoming a dad, but it is. I mean, at the same time, like you'd think that he'd be good, like used to being around babies and stuff, because he's the oldest of nineteen. Yeah, which I mean, he seems to be like he changes diapers and everything. But yeah. I think it's the responsibility yeah, of definitely. it being it's, his flesh that he's just sure. like. Ah! Which well, at least he's actually thinking about it before the baby's born, because it seemed like a lot of the Duggars were just like, "Oh uh-huh. wait, I have to take care of this thing that just <laughs> came out of me." I know it's like when um, Ben and Derek were sitting on the couch and they're like, "These little things would die without us." And you're like, "Wow, oh, man, tin guy." Never fucking thought of that before <laughs> we had sex with our wives. God, I just gotta go on this fucking nursery that he's still working on it. Like, apparently Zach has three jobs, which why? But um, he's working on this nursery and it's like twelve days until her fucking due date, and he doesn't have the floors in. He doesn't yeah. have the walls it like up. Like, yeah, like it's one thing. I don't, I don't believe that like a nursery needs to be like fully decorated and completely done before the baby gets there. Because I mean, usually parents don't you like the baby doesn't sleep in the nursery usually when it's first Mm -hmm. born. And but like you should have fucking walls and like drywall (laughs) up on the walls probably. Like maybe get the like diaper changing area set up so that you have a nice, nice space to do poops. Maybe do like a list of priorities, like the things that we absolutely need before Bradley gets here. Let's get those done, and then we could work on the decorating and picking out paint. Yeah, and, like, and it's like floors. Accessories. Let's let's put a floor in. Exactly. Prioritize that. And of course, they had to call in Chad to finish it. God, God, this family. Like I, you said this, I think last week, but this family would completely fall apart if it weren't for Chad. I know. Thank God, Aaron found Chad. He's from like fucking Michigan. They're in Tennessee, and she's like, no, not him. Brandon's from Michigan. Where's Chad from? Chad, I don't even know. Yeah, Brandon's from Michigan. I don't know if it's ever really been said where Chad's from. Okay. I don't know. He didn't have as strong of an accent, but. Right, but. Yeah. But yeah, and at least he seems like a really good sport, too. Like, he never really seems to mind helping, which is good. Probably, he probably does mind, but he never lets it get to him. Yeah, I think probably, like working for your father-in-law on kind of a flexible schedule and being able to do other stuff then you're like okay fine i'll help out because you know i want you to keep letting me help you with trees exactly and while chad was helping zach with the nursery of course they had to bring up aaron's miscarriages again Uh and it's like i completely support aaron talking about her miscarriages if that is what she wants to do if that helps her but like Every time it comes up, it's from, like, another family member bringing it up. Yeah, so I'm being like, so how does this feel? <laughs> Guys, just, like, that's not, that's not, no. That's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Just just be like, hey, you're you're a good dude for helping me with this nursery. Right, exactly. Um, right. Yeah, sorry. I just had to go into a fucking rant about that because that's, no, that's dumb. Fair. 
Yeah, in this episode. So, yeah, they basically are just, like, getting ready for the baby. They go to the a thrift store, and we talk about how Zach is still a big kid, which, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of straight men. Yeah, that is very much so. Yeah, like, 100%. My husband can be like that sometimes, but he knows when to be serious. But he can definitely, like, yeah. be a kid when he, like, yeah wants to be. <laughs> Which is like the reasonable way to do it. Yeah, like, exactly. You just have to know the boundaries of where you can be silly and goofy and mm-hmm. where you have to like sit the fuck down and be serious. Right, exactly. Um, let's see. <clears throat> um, Whitney and Kelly go to talk over oh. whatever and Kelly brings Zach's baby books and we learn that Kelly hasn't even finished most of her like bottom half of yeah. children's baby books at all. Yeah, she's like, I have the pictures, but I haven't put them together. And it's like, God, I don't know. Like, I, I, whenever that type of behavior is highlighted in one of these shows, because it's talked a lot about in 19 and Kids and Counting, it's just like, I understand that you're trying to, like, show how hard it is to be a parent of that many kids. But, like, that's really, I don't know, that, like, is, that sounds bad. Yeah, it seems like you took on more than you could chew if you can't, like. Exactly care for the few, the lower ones as much as you did right. the first ones like well and it's not yeah and it's obviously like a, a, a child doesn't need a baby book to be successful but if like all of her siblings have them and then you just stop for the last few like that does not feel good for those last few i'm sure uh-uh. no no and i get it but also now you have a lot of older kids that can watch those kids so theoretically they're not even as busy as they were with the first few definitely absolutely and like the ones that like it's not like kelly has to be like a parent to zach anymore or like some (laughs) of the older kids like those kids you know are married and have their own lives now so like you could focus on those younger kids of yours now Mm -hmm. um okay Gil talks about how looking at baby pictures makes him cry and everything makes him cry. I have oh like a God. Gil cry count. I think he cried like 10 times in these episodes. I'm pretty sure that that sounds like it. There there may have been more, but it kind of yeah. depends on what we count as a cry. Exactly. And if like stopping in the middle of a cry, but then crying again makes that a new cry? two cries. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I love a dude that has emotions oh, yeah. and can cry, but the- this guy, this whole family just yeah. weeps at everything. Like, I am a crier. Like, that's just me naturally. And um, I was alarmed by how much they were crying. Yeah. Not alarmed, but like, what the fuck? That's just a lot, of, a lot of crying. A lot of crying. Always crying. Which is a big difference between the Duggars, too. Like, we never see the Duggars give it. Like, we saw them crying at Grandma Duggar's funeral, obviously. But, like, mm-hmm. we never see them give emotion towards things like this. But, like, Gil and Kelly are always crying about how much they love their kids and it's like at least they fucking love their kids and you can actually tell mm-hmm. you know bars on the floor it really <laughs> truly is um okay so they do a lot of talking about how mm. their house is quiet and it's gonna be noisier soon because children are noisy and then at one point gill and Ke- gill or kelly i can't remember which one it was but they're like you know all of your children are gonna leave someday so you've got to like who you're with <laughs> just like that's the most insane thing to say about your like spouse yeah i mean like that's true but like there are a lot of other reasons why you should like the person you're with too like yeah other than like i mean shouldn't you like like the person you're having a kid with isn't that like yeah, like, didn't thing. didn't you kind of suss this out when you got engaged? Like, you're like, hey, you're the person that I want to theoretically spend forever with. Right, right. 
Well, and also, know. like, that just shows how much emphasis is on fertility and having kids. Because, like, mm-hmm. what about couples who just don't have kids? Like, are the, it just is their love and relationship not as valid it's yeah yeah i don't know anyway um so it's whitney's due date and there's no sign of labor but um she's wanting to kind of get things moving along so kelly and some of the girls take her out to the park to take pictures go for a walk and things like that and can you imagine how scary it would be if you were in the park and all of a sudden there was just (laughs) this gang of young women in knee-length denim skirts speed walking at you led by an incredibly pregnant one like that would be terrifying yeah it sounds like um i don't even know like some kind of flock of birds coming at you i know like threatening as hell for sure yeah bad vibes (laughs) um also did you notice in this part that they were all just like really trying not to say that we just have sex to, to try and get the baby out and it was yeah. so gross. Yeah. They're like, we can't talk about all the methods that we use. And I'm like, please stop. Yeah. And also, like, that's not like that's not an uncommon thing to do. Like, that's a pretty common, like, if you're trying to stimulate labor, sex yeah. is one thing that you can do to stimulate labor. It's pretty well known. Yeah. Like, you're not special because you're having sex with your pregnant wife. No. And it was very funny just how precious they are about it. Oh, yeah. Um. So that night, they think labor's starting because whitney's starting having contractions and zach is panicky as fuck (laughs) when his parents come over kelly talks about how it's probably labor but it ended up being a false alarm in the end and it probably Mm. was good practice because zach was grabbing flashlights he didn't know where his socks were yeah this man was losing his mind exactly like what do you need a flashlight for buddy you're you're gonna go in there and get the baby out i mean you never know when you're gonna need it you never know (laughs) And then you have it with your Swiss Army knife, just in case. Exactly. So the other little thing that happens in this episode, um, Chad and Aaron invite Kelly and Gail out for a special dinner and tell them that they are pregnant. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, like, emotional because they've been pregnant before but lost the baby. But they it, they seem more hopeful now because they found the problem. She's taking mm-hmm. shots for it. She had a cl- blood clotting problem. But it's still very scary, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they are, they just tell the parents and they're planning on keeping it a secret from the rest of the family. But I don't think that ended up happening. No, they, everyone immediately knew because someone heard her on the phone about it and then told all the other siblings. <sighs> That's not cool. No. Like, they keep, and they keep talking about how, like, it's impossible to have a secret at the family. And, like, it's not cool. Like No. No. Like. Just because you have a lot of siblings, that doesn't give you an excuse to, like, sp- spread spill their beans yeah exactly i just wanted to say about this part so they were talking i think in episode six about how they're gonna wait a while to tell their parents and everybody and then she fucking says she's six weeks along which means that she just found out like within the last couple weeks like so when you miss your period like that day you're you're like four to five weeks pregnant at that point Uh uh-huh and that's so what I was she, thinking. Yeah. So she had to, like, just found out. And she said she'd gotten an ultrasound. So, like, yeah, you didn't wait at all. You, I mean, which is fine. But, like, you didn't wait. So Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, usually when you have problematic pregnancies and you wait, you usually wait till the end of the first trimester yeah. to start telling lots of people. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which is, like, 12 weeks. So. Yeah. That's all Whatever. right. She can be excited. But yeah, also. Definitely. I just thought it was very funny. That's This waiting. family cannot keep secrets for any length of time. Mm-mm. okay so 
Seven days have gone past Whitney's due date, and she still hasn't had the baby, so she's getting induced, which I think is probably for the best for Zach, because at least he like knew when they were going to go and he could prepare, because I don't know how he would have handled, <laughs> like, my water just broke, we have to go now. Yeah, he would just probably start screaming and running in a circle. Also, side note, can we appreciate how they gave birth in the hospital and didn't even talk about it? Like, it was just like, yeah, we're going to the hospital. Like, Yeah, everyone goes to the hospital to give birth, right? Because right? even <laughs> in the Duggars, when one of them goes to the hospital, they have like a scene of them explaining why they decided to do it. And it's like, you don't have to explain why you're going to the hospital to have your baby. Mm-hmm. You don't. I know. And then you get fucking things like Jessa, who wanted to go to the hospital, but came early. So her midwife right. was out. And it's like, really? You're going to make someone have a home birth? Yeah. And then, oh, God. I like, I mean... I still think they have a bit of a hang-up between natural childbirth and getting an right. epidural, but... Honestly, that's... Well, I don't mind as much about that because that is 100% about, like, the mother's comfort. And, like, if they don't want to be comfortable, that's their thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think it's irresponsible, especially if you know that you have... High health, risks. Yeah, that to have a baby at home and not just go to the hospital. Like, for yeah. both you and the baby, that's irresponsible. Well, like, especially your first baby. Like, I can see yep. once you get to, like, baby six. Yeah, sure. You're whatever. just, like, shooting them out. But, like, <laughs> first baby, like, out. you don't know what's normal. You don't know if you're going to have any pregnancy issues. You don't know right. anything of how exactly. it's going to go. Exactly. Um, so there are, like, so many people in this fucking delivery room. And it Holy was shit. so stressful. I cannot imagine. I can't imagine either. Whitney was like such a fucking patient trooper just not yell at all of them to get the fuck out. Because it was like his siblings too. Like, I don't know. I I I would get if like it were like her mom and her siblings and like people who but it was like all his family. It was really weird. And like all of them, like even the little ones. Like the daughters yes. don't even do that. Right. Like maybe have the grandparents in there and maybe like one or two of the oldest ones that you get along with the best or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your buddies. And, yeah. Buddy system. Exactly. But yeah. it just seems so overwhelming. And also watching watching any scene like that during COVID is so hard for me, even though oh obviously this is from like seven years ago. But, oh, my God, I cannot. I'm just like, why aren't these people wearing masks? Why are they so close together? They're in a hospital. I, don't, I was like, God, they were like fre- kissing that fresh baby. And I was like. Uh-uh, that baby doesn't have an immune system. That's why you right. keep the baby at home early. Yep, yep, which we'll kind of get into that in a little bit, actually. Um, <laughs> I have a note about that. Um, so, yeah, um, the baby's born. Everyone's emotional. And mm-hmm. Gil was already in preacher mode at the in the hospital preaching oh, the yeah. baby. Um, yeah, his name is Bradley Gilvin because, as I told you, I found out that Gil's real name is Gilvin. How is Gilvin a name? Like, I thought he was going to be, like, a Gilbert. Gilbert, or like a yeah. Gilford, or I don't even know, but, like, Gilvin? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gilvin, I was, like, shocked when I saw it. I was like, oh, I need to, this This needs to be, I need to tell Julian about this. It's Gilvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, my God. That's so true. <laughs> um, uh, That baby was a cute baby. It Very didn't look baby. gross coming out. It was, like just a little slimy and then they wiped it off and it was like this flat fat little plump ass baby i know cute little baby cute little baby for sure i was like man i'm fully baked fully cooked ready to come well yeah he was se- <laughs> she was seven days overdue so he yeah had some like, time in there it's like fuck y'all i live here you can't evict me <laughs> this is my home 
All right. <sighs> so let's move on to the next episode because this episode I am so excited to talk about. <sighs> this episode title just made me lightly scream. I know. I saw, I saw I, when I saw it was called The Purity Ring. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Thank God. I'm so excited for this one. God. Right. So let's get the boring part out of the way real quick. This mm-hmm. episode starts with Lawson, who I have officially decided Lawson is the Jeremy for me of this show. Mm-hmm. Except I think I hate Lawson more than Jeremy, which is really fucking saying something. I get that. I understand that vibe. I think I'm right there with you because I fucking hate Lawson and I want to punch him in the throat. And he just kind of seems like a punk ass ass. He's <laughs> like the biggest asshole of all time. He's so cocky and ugh. But anyway, he's singing the national anthem at the University of Tennessee bas- basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole family's going, and this is the first time that the whole family has been able to go to, like, a game all together. Yeah. God, can you imagine how expensive it would be to take 19 kids to, like, a baseball <sighs> game? Or anything. Yeah. Like, no. No. Um, he didn't sing very good. No, he sound. Kyler was watching this part with me, and he's like, what the fuck am I watching? He sounded so shaky, and it was just not good. Like, I don't know. It, 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 I, it, I, I don't know. It was bad. It was bad. I'm, and like, I, I get it. Stage fright. It's a lot of yeah. people. But also, like, in all of the other scenes that we've seen of him singing, also not great. Yeah. It's not the he best. He doesn't have a very strong voice. He just has like a youth pastor voice. Exactly. Like, yeah. Sing with your acoustic guitar to the little kids in, in, a, in a circle at church. Yeah. That's about as far as you should go. Yeah. God, doesn't he have like an album or something? I think so, yeah. This is one of the time that Gil was crying, of course, because everyone uh-huh. talked about how all of his siblings were like, he was amazing. He was a rock star. He blew the crowd away. And it's like, we all watched that. We all mm-hmm. saw that. We know it. But that's not true. Yeah, you can't just say something and make it true. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you have anything else to say about that? No, it's stupid. It was stupid, but we had to talk about it. Um. So next up, Carlin gets a package, a surprise package from her parents, <sighs> and it's a dress and some flowers, and she gets to go on a surprise dinner date with her parents. To have a large talk. To have a large talk, which first of all, before we get into the content of this talk, which I'm sure we will talk a mm-hmm. lot about, um, it, it was a little concerning to me to see how excited Carlin was to get this attention and like when she's at the dinner and like they give her the ring and everything she's like Mm -hmm. i don't know how i'm gonna handle all this in one day oh my god and it's like i mean i know it's it's a nice surprise and you should be very happy but like she it seemed like she'd never gotten attention in her entire life right and like i can't tell if it's like because behind the scenes kelly and gill are not as good of parents as they look like or is carlin just middle child needy right either way it's it clear was... that, like, her needs have not been completely met in that category. Yeah. Yeah. She needs someone to follow her around for a while. Right. <laughs> Part of it, I just said, giving her a purity ring. Ew. Fucking kill me. Yes. I know. I know. God. So, yeah, the goal of this dinner is to share their heart and their goals for Carlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So basically they tell her how they 
basically their expectations for her purity. They say that their thing is, quote, one woman, one man for life. Um, Mm -hmm. That's really cool and not heteronormative at all. Uh -uh. Uh, Did you notice the fucking song playing over this while it was happening? What was it? It was like this Christian song that was like, I'm your dad. I will protect your hymen. Oh, my God. (laughs) It is my duty as a Christ-loving man. And I was like, what the fuck is this song? Like, I I mean, it it wasn't that explicit, but (laughs) it was like, like, I will protect your, like, purity. And I'm like, that's just code word for hymen. Right. Yes. Yeah. Gil says that um, his goal for her is to remain pure until, quote, I hand you off to a kind young man who loves God, and then he can take care of you. End quote. Oh, I know no one can see my face, but my but, face right now. Yeah. I hate this. I hate it's, this. I hate purity rings. I hate the fact that the boys don't get the rings. I hate that, like, the only way you can be wholesome is not to have sex with someone. I don't know. Right. They had, like, scenes with the boys where they were talking about, like, how they feel about purity rings and that they don't get any. And it's like, they were acting like they are getting shafted, but it's like, no, <laughs> the purity rings are fucking bad. Yeah, that's terrifying. Like, I know you just want your dad to pay attention to you because you're one of 19, but like, you don't want that kind of attention. I don't no. want anybody's father protecting their daughter's hymen no. specifically. Like, that's just protect your daughter protect. from harm. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not any of your business what happens to your daughter's hymen. Like, unless it, less like you know she bring like it's not your decision what happens to her hymen is what i'm saying yes Um, yes it is not your sworn god-given duty to not let the hymen be invaded exactly i like that they kept saying that this was such a fucking fancy restaurant but then it was just a pile of onion rings yeah that's fancy for them though i get it yeah yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, so Gil cried during this whole thing. They all cried at some point, but Gil was, like, really crying. Uh Um, and then, yeah, Kelly talks about how they give all the daughters a purity ring at the age, quote, when they start noticing the other gender. What if they start (laughs) noticing the same gender, though? Then you don't have to be pure, because it doesn't count. That's true. True. (laughs) That's the loophole. Oh, God. So... Just a very small side note, but did you see in the the talking heads about this part that uh, um, Gil was wearing like a black like Steve Jobs turtleneck, God. and then like in the next episode he was wearing a white one, and I was just Ooh. like, this man is wearing a mock neck turtleneck. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> he he's an interesting interesting guy. That is that is for sure. He's very strange. He, he <laughs> yes, but I can I preferred strange over Jim Bob. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Jim Bob's I, way more pernicious. Like, if I had to be locked in a room with him or Jim Bob, I'd choose him every time. Every mm-hmm. time. Jim Bob is a no for me. So, uh, we just got a little drop-in with Aaron and Chad. Chad does one of Aaron's heparin shots for the camera, and she did not like it, and pinched the shit out of his arm, which I loved that she said, I pinched the fire out of the him. The fire! Yeah, I love that, too. <laughs> i was like oh i love appalachianisms i know um but yeah that was that basically baby needs blood right exactly i guess the shot the medicine that they give like thins her blood out a little bit so it doesn't clot and so that the baby can get you know blood and stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah it's really nice to see 
like Chad seems to be like a really good supportive husband and Mm -hmm. it's nice that he is taking on the role of actually giving the shots because like I know as somebody who has to had to give my shots from a young age like when I was first diagnosed with diabetes I was so scared of shots and I was so scared of like doing it to myself that like Mm -hmm. my parents had to give it to me for a while so it's nice that like I don't know because some husbands would not be like that no no I mean women always like mother men but right, men never exactly. return the favor. And so it's nice that like he's doing an actual human support mm-hmm. thing. I think he even said like an exact line that my mom said to me, which is quote, if I could be getting the shot for you, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's such a go-to saying and I love I it. I know. It's like, well, you can't. So just give me the shot. Like, Just do it. <sighs> um. Right. Yeah. So that is good to see. And everything seems to be going fine with this pregnancy so far, other than that stuff, which mm-hmm. whatever. So the last part of this episode is we meet baby Bradley for the first time. Like we said, he's like super cute. He's a really cute yeah. baby. Such a cute little chunk. Mm-hmm. So um, I loved how Zach was talking about how he's a little jealous because he thought that Bradley was going to be a baby or a daddy's boy. And uh-huh. it's like. This baby is like several days old. Like it ne- <laughs> like literally has to be a mother's boy. Like that is the like it has to do that to survive. That's yeah. the whole thing. Once it Yeah, sorry, grow- bud, you don't make milk. Like <laughs> right. if you can figure out how to do that, you can Exactly. Once that this stage is over, maybe he can be a daddy's boy, but like newborn babies, like when they come out, they are like they're on their mother's hip because their mother makes the milk. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. I did like, though, that he wasn't, like, jealous of the baby. Right, He was yeah, he jealous like, of his wife getting yeah. more baby affection, right. which, like, that's the wholesome level of, like, yeah. trying to get used to a new person in your dynamic. Yeah, it wasn't, like, malicious. I just thought it was kind of Yeah, funny. it's not like when fucking Jeremy was like, well, now I guess I just don't have as much alone time with Ginger. Yeah. You're like, yeah. all right, hate okay. your kid. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe don't have a kid then if, you, if that's what you're worried about. Yeah. So the family brings supper over to Zach and Whitney's house to visit baby Bradley. And they talked about their bringing supper and they just walk in with six frozen DiGiorno pizzas. Mm-hmm. First of all, I mean, that's fine. I love frozen pizza. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. how are you going to make six frozen DiGiorno pizzas in one kitchen? At the I know. Same time? I questioned that. I think they did it in waves. They must have. They must have, which I get, but that kind of sucks. Yeah, everybody gets one slice from each pizza or something. Right. Why don't you guys just order pizza? Money. I know. It's probably a six for one deal. Could Up and Up Family and Faith not have paid for their pizza? Mm-mm. Yeah, no. I guess not. I wonder if they're actually... They should. They they probably are getting paid for this, but like, it would be wild if they were not. Like, yeah. If it was just like, we're doing ministry. Well, yeah, that's what the Duggar kids think that they're doing. But. Right. And then Jim Bob's all the money. Fucking Jim Bob. All right. So let's move on to episode nine. This is Michaela and Brandon. I just can't figure out Michaela's the name. name. I know. They, because they always say Michael, too. And, like, I had the subtitles on it. It always says Michaela in the subtitles, even uh-huh. when they're saying Michael. So I'm I'm confused. But And, like, I know her birth name is Michael. Right. And it, but it's hard for me to like be able to call her Michael because like that's not, that like I understand unisex names whatever Michael yeah. is a boy's name like I'm tell sorry. that to Star Trek Discovery <laughs> like I well and also I just like I know so many Michaels and they've all been guys it's hard for me to like look at a girl and be like mm-hmm. Michael 
Well, and like, I just can't figure out which one she wants. Like, does she yeah, want the one exactly. that they're putting on the screen or the one that her mother calls her? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's so confusing to me. And Brandon calls her Michael. Yeah. He doesn't I call know. her Michaela. He just calls her Michael. I have no idea. <laughs> I am going to call her Michaela unless I find out otherwise because yeah. it makes the most sense in my brain. Yeah. So Brandon is visiting Michaela and the family in Tennessee. <laughs> that was aggressive. <laughs> and he is staying for two weeks in order to bond with the kids and the rest of the family a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, uh, this is kind of weird to me. It's a little weird. I, I agree. It is a little weird. Like, I, I understand it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh. That it was like a special trip. Yeah, and two weeks too. is also a long time. Yeah. Like, if it had been like, oh, you know, stay between Christmas and New Year's. Right. Right. Yeah. Reasonable. It was, it was, it was, it was bizarre. It's weird. Um, yeah. yeah. It's all weird. And he just brought all the kids candy, which. Yeah, which is good move. Yeah. If you're wanting to get on kids' good side, candy, any type of food. 100% that's what you do. Uh, uh, Brandon yeah. talks a little bit about his background, like we talked about earlier. He's from Michigan, mm-hmm. um, but he goes to school in Texas. He's going to, like, Bible school in Texas at the moment. He mm-hmm. is child number 8 out of 10, so he has a big family, but he's not been around a lot of babies because he's one of the babies. Um, oh, yeah. And his family shares very similar values and beliefs as the Bates. Blech. Right. <laughs> um. They lay down the house rules, which are just that you can't be alone in a room together. Which, I mean, reasonable. I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my parents basically said the same thing when I was, like, 16, 15. How old is is Michael on here? God, I don't know. I have no concept of how old these people are because they all look a thousand. She was born in. That's true. It's hard to tell because they're like their hair and style are so out of date too. So she was born in 1990. So she's so my she's age. the same age as you, yeah. And this was in 15. So I mean, like, so she was 25. Yeah, like. Mm. All right. I mean, I know it's your parents' house, and I get that, but like, I don't know. Like, I get like no sex in your parents' house, whatever. Yeah. But, like being alone with him in a room, like, come on. Yeah. Still weird. Still weird. Um, so Brand- I love how they made Brandon work with Gil and they apparently said it's because he wanted to and I I doubt that highly I, this man yeah. is a soft handed man mm-hmm. which is fine yeah I love, a good, I love a good soft handed man but this man does not work with trees this man right. was afraid of the trees yeah and they talked about how I mean because tree work is obviously very dangerous uh, you're climbing up in trees trees are falling like lots of bad you're in like the machinery you use is very dangerous mm-hmm. but um they ask, they, like, talk about what would happen if Brandon accidentally died on this trip, which, like, wow, okay. And Mc- and Michaela said, quote, I would die a very fast death because I can't live without him. I know. Um, I was like, oh. Uh, M- Michaela kind of scares me a little bit. She's a little um She's little so crazy. intense. A little crazy. Yeah. Um, she's a little too into Brandon. Like, I understand. Like, yeah, I- she's like a little Kathy Bates in the... What's that movie? Fuck. Stephen Misery. King. Misery. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I get, I get I get, those vibes, too, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I really think I like her. Yeah, yeah, I mean... For most of the things, like, she seems like kind of the more down-to-earth one. Level-headed, yeah. But when it comes to Brandon, it's like, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, this girl's been thinking about this dude for, like, 
oh so many nights <laughs> yeah yeah so um michael and brandon brandon i said that weird brandon. brandon go on a walk with gil and kelly and kelly they decide to be generous and give them a hundred yards to have a private conversation Ooh, 100 yards for 25 year old daughter cool Ugh. so they also give them a book of worksheets and stuff to work on in their relationship and i want to know like if it's just like giving them these resources to help them sure by all means but yeah. i want to know if they're going over that stuff with them like the duggars do because that's where do. i that's where i have a problem with it because it's honestly none of their business and they're too close to the situation to be able to like look at it objectively and actually like give advice that the couple needs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Ugh. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure it's a church worksheet book. Yes. And yeah. I'm sure they're expected to discuss it with either Gil or the pastor. Right. Who will Ugh. yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we get to <laughs> the most stressful part of this episode for me, which was Brandon and, um, was it Whitney? No, it was Michaela and Tori all go to the bounce house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Tori's like Uh weird. Tori's doing that thing that little sisters do to their older sister's boyfriends where they're a little too, I don't even know what the word is, but. A little flirty kind of. Yeah. And in that, like, aggressive 13-year-old way, which is right. just, like, beating the shit out of someone and saying, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Right. And there was, but at the same time, Michaela, like, this is another sign that she's fucking nuts. Because uh-huh. they, it was, like, Tori and Brandon were, like, going down a slide or whatever. And it ended up where he, like, Tori touched Brandon to, like, I don't even know, help him figure out. She, I don't even know. Exactly she was dragging him to go yeah. get into the bounce house with the little right. kids. And he clearly didn't want to go. But he could have dealt with it because Michaela came over and was like, don't touch my man. Yeah, and it wasn't even, I don't know, I would understand if Michaela was like, hey, he doesn't want to go. Don't make him go if he doesn't want to go. But, like, yeah. Michaela was like, nobody can touch him but me. Like, that's literally what she said. Uh-huh. She's like, like, I can't touch him. Nobody can. Yeah, it's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, like, this woman's going to go single white female and throw a dog out the window. I don't know what the fuck's going on. She scares me. She scares me. She's going to be really intense as a nurse. Yes, for real. I think she's in nursing school. She is. is, Yeah. So, they then go bowling, and some of the older brothers grill Brandon about their relationship engagements and stuff, and I All these people are just, like, so stressful to be around mm-hmm. they're like constantly need to be in your fucking business know all your fucking plans know yeah. like how many fucking fillings you have right it's like uh <sighs> none of your it's none of your fucking business and they're also like really trying to pressure him to stay in tennessee once they're married and it's like also none of your business like that's yeah that's their decision where they right. want to live and move and probably depends on where he gets a job as a pastor or whatever exactly exactly I don't know. I also just hate, like, the whole, like, oh, I'm her older brother. Or that none of these people mm-hmm. weren't even her older brother. I'm her brother, so I have to protect her. And it's like, I mean, yep. it like, you don't need to be like this, though. This is yeah, not like, how pr- it works. Protect her in the way that, like, if there's someone at school who's bullying her, go and beat them up. Exactly. But, like, you, you also don't need to care about her hymen. 
Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, you especially don't need to. Like, it's literally not Please never, ever think about it. Yes. Never think real. about your sister and her sexual ex- escapades. That is some good, good quality advice right there. <laughs> so right. the last part of this episode, the last little section, uh, Brandon yep. takes Carlin, Tori, and Josie out engagement ring shopping for to get some ideas for Michaela. This was stressful. Yep. This was, again, stressful. All the girls, again, Carlin, mm-hmm. why are you so mean to everyone? Why can you not let just one thing not be about you? Yeah, because like, Carlin was like, I want this ring. I want this. Like, this is what I would want. But it's like, it's not about you. We are not here yeah. to get. This is, we're here to get your ideas since you probably know Michaela better than a lot of other people since you grew yeah. up with her. I'm sure they're all in the same room together. You've seen all of her jewelry. Right, right. Like, that's the whole reason why you're there. It's not about you, and it's not. Like, he seemed to be getting really annoyed with them Mm -hmm. because they were not helping. Um, It was really funny, though, that he was like, I want to get her blue topaz or whatever. It's like, as an engagement ring? And then he has the whole band that's just the blue stones. And I was like, oh, please don't do that. Please don't do that to anyone. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm all for, like, different types of gemstones like if you wanted yeah. instead of a diamond but like yeah the like the ones that he was looking at i was like oh not sure that's a that's a big move yeah yeah like i have moissanite not diamond but like mm-hmm. i don't know it's just something about all the little diamonds that are set in yeah. the band all the way around but they're like it's not like thin enough or delicate enough or yeah. like well set enough yeah that, like agree. it just looks trashy yeah that's it i'm ring shaming <laughs> Don't ring shame me. Okay, so the next episode is called Bates Thanksgiving. Oh, I don't. Okay, so I know that we know that fundies have kind of co-opted all of the different holidays of Christianity to kind of mean random shit right. that supports evangelicalism. Whatever fits their beliefs, right? But at one point, Gil is describing like Thanksgiving. He's like, you know, we're just so thankful for this day where we're here to celebrate Christ. And I'm like, is Thanksgiving a religious holiday? Not at all. Like you said, I think it's just when you're this religious, you need to make everything fit your whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they even make the 4th of July religious somehow. Yeah. Like, I, but at the same time, you could just be like, Thanksgiving is about being thankful and I'm thankful for Christ. Like you could be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. yeah. Okay, so the yeah. family is going on a trip to Mama Jane's and uh, Bill's Papa Bill, I think is Papa his name, Bill, which yeah. are Gill's parents, um, in South Carolina for Thanksgiving, and then they're immediately going to Florida to visit Alice, Alyssa, and John. Mm-hmm. This episode opens with everyone packing. Everyone packing. Yes, and, and it's, it's like a mess. so much less stressful than the Duggars, though. Like the Duggars just kind of throw shit in tubs and are like, hope for the best. Yeah, but at least at least it yeah, it showed Kelly being like, Okay, I need everyone to get seven outfits together. Four of them have to be cold weather outfits. Three of them have to be warm weather outfits. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my god. I, I get so stressed out with packing though, just for me. So yeah. I can't I can't. Yeah. I don't wanna do nineteen children's worth of packing logistics. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. So um Erin is finding out the gender of her baby. She's going in for an ultrasound, they're gonna write it on paper and she's planning on telling the family and um, on thanksgiving with a cake which like this i think if you're gonna do a gender reveal this is how you do it like just yeah real casual the family's all there you want to find out together i get that 100 percent. do it real yeah. casual 
no need to like throw a party and like fucking have John David fly over with a plane and boarding passes and numbers and explosives <gasps> that start forest fires, etc. Right, exactly. Um, so Gil's parents' house is about a three hours away. That's like a normal person driving three hours away. Yeah, um, from where they live in Tennessee. But they have to take potty breaks like every 10 minutes. So it takes a long time. I just can't even imagine. Like, I feel like I I've been on a bus with more than 19 people for longer and not had to take potty breaks. Yeah, but kids kids are fucked up. Like, That's true. <laughs> kids don't know. Kids don't know. They don't know. And they have a lot smaller bladders than adults do. And yeah, so and and also it's like especially when you have so many kids and you stop like not all of them are going to get out and go to the bathroom and mm-hmm. some of them are going to have to go to the bathroom like 10 minutes later. And it's yeah, so I can definitely see it taking this long when you have okay, kids. Okay, fine. You've convinced me. But I still <laughs> say you freeze dry them first. Just freeze dry I mean, them for transport. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, so let's see. Lawson, of course, forgot his guitar and his hair oh. stuff. His life, his blood, his... Just leave Lawson behind. I know, just be like, bye. <laughs> Stay home. How about that? Oh, so when they get there, um, Grandma is meeting Brandon for the first time. And I loved it because this was her literal quote when she met Brandon. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. I hope you survive it. <laughs> i don't think that uh mama what's her name mama jane jane, jane um, yeah. i don't think she likes having thanksgiving based on this no. entire episode she's like please get the fuck out of my house i have i'm flashing forward just a little bit but the last yeah. thing i have the last quote of her was hold on let me see oh she said when they all leave the house it is wonderful <laughs> I'm like, i know Mood. yeah she fucking hates this and i get that like Having people over, like having even just like a few people over, I don't mind it, but it's stressful. And I can't imagine having that many people over and like trying to make your house seem welcoming to that many people. That cannot be fun. And to cook for that many people. Yeah. So like even at the beginning of all this, of their arrival, they were filming Jane and Bill and they're like, I don't want to have them mess up my living room table or my dining room table. Like I just... Let's just get a tent. <laughs> yeah, and apparently it was fucking freezing. They kept talking about how cold it was, but they all had to eat outside in this tent. Which I love. Like, fuck having like, more than 20 people Ugh, in sorry. your house. Yeah, fuck right. having more than 20 people in your house. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that indeed. Certainly not for a full dinner. Right. Hell no. Hell no. Uh, they had a scene where um, they were talking about Papa making grits, and apparently Papa makes the best grits. And I loved mm-hmm. it so much because they went to him, and he was just like, I just read the label. And I measure things. <laughs> Lots of people don't measure things in grits. And I was like, <laughs> that's some directed shade. It, for real? <laughs> it was so was funny. so funny. Because they were all like, his grits are like heaven on earth. And he's like, I literally just read the label. <laughs> oh man um god this whole like section was just so fucking chaotic and again carlin is being chaotic and standing on top of the tablecloths with her dirty little shoes to hang up all these decorative items and then gives her grandma lip about it where she's like hey don't stand on the tablecloths with your dirty shoes and she's like but decorations are important 
Why don't you take your shoes off? Stand on a fucking chair. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. They also talk about Alyssa, how Alyssa is apparently like exactly like Grandma Jane. And so she's the one that's like taking charge and helping to get everything together. <laughs> also and, wants all these people out of her fucking house. Right. And I I loved how um at one point they were talking about like who is gonna take over Thanksgiving. I don't know if I guess when they get she gets too old or whatever. And she's like, <laughs> Oh, Alyssa could do it. Or maybe Aaron, but definitely Alyssa. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was that like kind of montage while they were eating where she's like, I just want someone else to take on that gauntlet to try to make Thanksgiving. <laughs> Somebody, like, yeah, please, she's somebody please free this woman. Yeah. Yeah. So then it gets too cold for everybody. And so they go over to Gil's brother's house. Greg. Greg and Gil. Greg. Greg and Gil. At least they were consistent with their G names. At least they're different enough that like it, you can distinguish them. It's not Gilvin and Galvin. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so, yeah. So. Greg. I wrote down Craig. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. They are Gil's whatever. And Brother, they have yeah. a kid, Catherine, who mm-hmm. makes the cake. Cakes. The gender yeah, cake. She's, yeah, she's making the gender cake for them. And they talked about how, um, I guess, Craig's wife had experienced infertility too. And so she was like really feeling connected to Aaron during this whole thing and like happy for them. So they were all like really happy to be part of this whole thing which Mm -hmm. was nice um so yeah they're at greg's house um and they're having their like serious thanksgiving talk where they talk about what they're thankful for Mm -hmm. and things like that and they go around the room and the one person i wanted to talk about was kelly because she was saying how she's thankful that the kids are so forgiving for the mistakes that they've made as parents and she said quote we've let y'all down in so many ways and you guys are so forgiving what is that about? I don't know. Someone needs to tell us what that's about. Because, like... I don't know. She seems to be a better mom than Michelle so far. And it's, like, weird that that was the first thing that comes to your mind when asked, like, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful that you guys forgive the things that I've done. Like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. And she just Mary. was sobbing, so... Yes, of course. Well, I kind of... They- yeah. I said, is the difference between the Bates and the Duggars that the Bates hate themselves and the Duggars love themselves too much? Because, like, possible. what is going on? That's it's just possible. interesting. Because, like, you'd never, you would never hear Michelle and Jim Bob being like, oh, we've made so many mistakes as parents. You I would know. never hear them say that. God. No, they're like, well, sometimes children just don't respond to parenting. Right, right. You're like, ugh. Um,. Gil was thankful that he said, let's trust God with children, which, man, how many times can we mention that? I know. I know. They love talking about that. Nobody asked. Nobody wants to know about your reproductive philosophy. No. No. Like, you do you. Everybody else thinks you're fucking nuts. Yes. And we're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yes. So then they get to Chad and Aaron and they announce that they have a surprise and they're going to all find out the gender of the baby together with this cake. So they cut the cake and find out that they're having a little boy, which is exciting. But the worst part about this was that they had just like cut the cake and put pieces of cake on a plate and they just had these little kids just like with their hands, just like pulling apart pieces of the cake and eating it. And it's like, why are you guys animals or 
why are they feral? Like, they weren't even, like, just, like, stealing, like, icing. They were, like, taking whole sections of but cake. yeah, they were, like, taking chunks of cake with their hand. And it's, like, utensils are a thing. And, like, it's fine if you want to do it to your own piece. Don't do it to all the pieces on the counter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was, I was, like, so grossed out by it. COVID hands. Mm-hmm. Ew, God. Um, so, yeah, they show a clip of... Gil's parents dancing in the living or the family room in front of everyone, which was cute. Uh-huh. Um, and then, then the grandma tried to teach Nathan how to dance, and that was so fucking funny because he got really like aggressive with it. And I was like, "You're gonna knock your grandma down and break her hip or something." <laughs> this is your grandmother. She's a feeble old woman. Please be respectful. Yeah, just just try to dance. Don't be weird. Exactly. So yeah, at this point. The, most of the family is leaving straight to Alyssa's house in Florida, and Grandma and Grandpa are very happy that everyone is leaving. Mm-hmm. So happy. So happy. I mean, it's true, though. There is nothing better than having oh. an empty house that has previously yes. been full. 100% yes. Like, you just immediately take off your pants and start doing dishes. <laughs> I know. It's like, God, I can finally relax and, like, be in my own house. Just me. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the next episode is Bates go to Florida. And, and they do. They went. They, do. they went to Florida. They went to Florida. Yeah, Alyssa is gearing up for the arrival of her family, and she talks about how she found out that she's having a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, oh, I loved when the family got there, and all of the sisters were like, oh, can we come when the baby's born? And Alyssa's like, no. no. <laughs> she's like, maybe when the baby's like a month. John says not until the baby's a month. And then, of course, Carlin's just standing there yelling at her, no! I'm like, it's like, yeah, but there's 18 of you guys, and this is a newborn baby, and they would be staying at their house with them. Yeah, no thanks. Hard pass. So once, once, once they get to Florida, Kelly lays down the house rules again. If you break it, you buy it. Don't eat anything before asking. (laughs) And I think there was something else, but I don't remember what it was. I guess at least she's giving them some some ground rules to begin with. Yeah. Before just yeah, letting them the minds, Even if the little ones won't remember, like... At least he's trying. Yeah, better to set the boundary than not. Right. Um, Gil trims one of Alyssa's trees while he's there, which is, like, such a dad thing to do. Like, oh, God, yeah, I'm there. I'm going to trim your trees. Such a dad thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, peak dad. Peak dad. Honestly, it kind of seemed like John hates them. <laughs> yeah, I think John I really know. didn't want to be around them, and I think they live in Florida for a reason. Yeah, like, he did not seem happy that they were there at all. Mm-mm. I wonder if it was, like, planned or if it was just like, hey, by the way, so, you know, since we're going to be already driving for Thanksgiving, why don't we just follow yeah. you guys back down? Because, like, yeah, they had so. to go back early from Thanksgiving. Yeah, to get ready. To yeah, go prepare so it wasn't the like house. They, that is true. Like, maybe it was just kind of like a surprise thing. Because that was weird, too, because they said that um, – Alyssa had left a day early, and it's like, why wouldn't she have done that before they left? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Who knows? It's okay. She just had to take down their sex dungeon. Exactly. So while they're in Florida, the family goes to the beach, and this is the first time that they've been to the beach with the last Uh. few kids. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry. I hate this part so much because it's like- Not only are you saying we need to be modest, we're saying we cannot look at anyone who is not dressed modestly and we cannot be near them. Yeah, apparently Gil always says to the boys, quote, guard your eyes. One day your wife will appreciate it. 
Will she though? Yeah. I don't think your wife will give a fuck. And they talk about how like they make their kids just look at the sand, see how pretty the sand looks, don't look around you. What the fuck? I know. It's, it's like, well, and it's like not only like fucked up for the kids, but like, are you saying that like it's fucked up to look at a, a human body? Like, I don't know. It's just like that fu- is what they're saying. Around. That is yeah. what they're saying. And it's fu- that's fucked up. Yeah. Did you fucking see that when the ladies walked by, there was one lady in like a tankini and one lady in like a regular bikini. And it was like 60 some year old women. And they mm-hmm. fucking blurred out the bikini woman's chest. Yeah, it's like it's a fucking bikini. Like, like all of these people have seen boobies because they've been breastfed. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not everyone that big knows of a they're deal. there. Yeah, and then the the poor these poor kids have to wear like full on like dresses and like swim dresses and swim clothes, and it's like fucking Gills out there in his fucking jeans. No, that's not that's not appropriate beach attire, dude. No, don't go to the beach if you're gonna be that fucking weird about it like i can't even imagine i was glad that they fucking swang lawson into the water even though he was like i don't have extra clothes i was like get wet yeah yes murder him not really um so i also this again it goes back to how like fucked up my brain is a year into the pandemic but i was watching this and they showed that um zach and whitney were there with baby bradley and i was like why would they bring this like month old baby to the beach during a pandemic? And then I realized it wasn't a pandemic, but honestly, like should a question. one month old be going to a beach? I don't know. And traveling interstate. And traveling so much. Yeah. Like that, like I don't, I do not have any children, but I know several parents who like before your child is vaccinated because they can't be vaccinated against things right away because they're too young. Mm-hmm. Um, like they try to keep them in the house and away from a lot of people because they don't want them to get sick. And it's really bad if a baby gets sick. Yeah. I mean, all of the babies that I have ever been around, I've always been asked to put hand sanitizer on before yeah, interacting with them, which I'm yeah. like, yeah, makes sense. They're fresh. Mm-hmm. They're fresh baked. Yeah. Some people really don't get that though. Cause I have definitely like as a librarian, I have had six day old babies in my story time. And I have had to tell them that like, probably not great to have your Mm-mm. six day old baby like your, your baby's not going to get anything out of the story time at six days old no bring them back in a couple months yeah at least like yeah maybe yeah like, like, like two, a good six months yeah like i can i've had like three month old babies and it's fine like they can interact a little bit and they have toys and stuff but yeah six months is about when it when you should start bringing them into that kind yeah. of stuff uh anyway i just thought that was like eh. yeah i don't know maybe maybe people are less weird about their baby germs than we are but yeah maybe i just... I, I don't know especially nowadays though like after this fuck no i'm not bringing my baby anywhere Mm-mm. that baby is gonna be inside until that baby has all of its vaccinations for sure let's see um oh so the next thing that they do is they also go to an aquarium with the kids while they're there um and they see stinky otters they talk about how smelly the otters are uh-huh which is funny I just love how much they hate, like, all other animals. Like, they were all so freaked out by just animals in general. Did not like the manta rays. Did not like the otters. Wasn't huge on the dolphins when they would, like, touch them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they did get to see Winter, though, which is the dolphin with the prosthetic tail, which is cool. It is cool. And I, yeah, that I feel like that, I've seen, like, three different reality TV shows where they go see Winter. Like, I know that happened in Teen Mom on one episode, and I think it's happened before. It's just like a, it's a common reality TV trope, I guess. Go see Winter. 
go see winter i wonder if like the aquarium's owned by like a media company <laughs> well yeah i mean and there was like a movie about it and everything so that would yeah. not be surprising no i just mean like how they can get them in yeah. and get them backstage right, right. up close and personal it wouldn't right um so and then the last thing they do is they go to a citrus grove to pitch orange pick oranges and also to ride a monster truck because I know this was like the most Florida thing Florida. that I've ever heard. It's like 100%. oranges and monster truck. What more? Could, what could be more Florida than that? Other than like they even saw a gator in yeah, the monster truck. Exactly. Um. Yeah, it was crazy monster truck because it like went over water and it was nuts, but it looked fun. It was like a lifted school bus. It was so yeah, weird. It was weird. I would do um, it though. I would definitely do it for sure. But yeah, that's about it though. Do you have anything else to say about it? There was a zebra there that they named Barcode. Oh, Barcode. I forgot about Barcode. That's a... all I needed to say about yeah. that. Just needed barcode everyone to know that the zebra's name is Barcode. It, I love that. So this episode is called A Birthday to Remember. And um, basically, the kids are throwing Gil a surprise 50th birthday party. And he kind of knows that like something is going on, but he has no idea the extent to which they're going to for this party. Because they're inviting like everyone from his past Mm -hmm. so yes i can't even imagine that i would i i think i would hate that Mm -hmm. just i don't know i yeah i definitely too many people i mean (laughs) i wouldn't mind like a surprise party if it were just like yeah my friends or whatever friends and family but like to have like oh yes you haven't seen this person in 30 years we're gonna bring them here for like a couple hours and then they're gonna leave and we're gonna do that like with 50 people yeah, and that's what he kept – well, I'll get back to that a little bit. But it's like, yeah, you have so many people there. It's not like he's not going to be able to have meaningful conversations, mm-hmm. interactions with each one of them. So it is a little like, yeah. I um, think I would just be stressed trying to talk to everyone because I'd be like, oh, God, yes. I want to be friends with all of you. Exactly, exactly. And also I probably wouldn't trust my fucking kids to pick the people because what if they pick the assholes too? That's true. That's true. So Nathan, they talk about how Nathan has like this weird dream to beat his dad at wrestling before he's before his dad turns 50, which is Mm -hmm. like, okay, what a weird arbitrary goal. But okay. But it's because Um, Gil beat Bill on his 50th birthday at a tennis match. The son has beaten the father and becomes the man. This sounds stupid as hell to me. Yeah, no. I mean, like, it feels like you're just killing Mufasa to become king. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But anyway, all of the boys, well, not all of them, but a lot of the older boys wrestle with Gil, and they all get beat by Gil. Mm-hmm. I sent you a picture earlier, but my secret life in high school, I was a wrestling manager. I lettered in wrestling. Thank you very much. Hell yeah. <laughs> I did not wrestle, but I did bleach a whole lot of mats, and I know how to score wrestling. Nice. <laughs> but nice. yeah, the coach of the wrestling team looked exactly like Gil, and it's fucking scary. All wrestling yeah. look the same. He did. You showed me a picture. And yeah, definitely. I feel like, yeah, Gil's just like a classic wrestling type of guy. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I didn't know that there was a wrestle type. I thought it was just random. Yes. Um, so each kid has their own like little role to play for preparing for their birthday party. Uh, Carlin and Aaron are working on skits for the family. Um, and then I guess Carlin's involved in all of this because I think she just likes to be. Carlin and Tori <laughs> also have to go to the store to get food for the party. And there's like 
so much arguing over how much food they're gonna need and oh my god annoying nathan does airport runs to pick up mm-hmm. all the people mm-hmm. um and yeah he talks about how like stressful it was the day of because everyone was like calling and texting him and oh no no thanks i no, thank you I'm stressed thinking about it so on the um i guess the day before the party kelly takes gill away for a surprise like b- birthday night away um to, at a bed and breakfast so that the kids can get the house ready for the party I was cackling because they're like, we've never stayed in a bed and breakfast before. And I'm like, like, that's like a lot. Like, that's usually the cheaper way to travel. Yeah. Well, and they were like, we've never seen, we've never um, stayed at a bed and breakfast, but we've heard of them before. And it's like, yeah, it's not like a, it's, it's not like an unusual thing. It's It's not like you're staying at a pod hotel, which is weird and cool. Yes. Right. You're just staying at a bed and breakfast run by a little old dude. Yeah, and they were the only people there because it was off season. <laughs> Iconic. They had to clean the whole house, and mm-hmm. fucking the whole time that they're cleaning the house, Lawson's upstairs writing his song to Dad. Yeah, he decided last minute he was going to write a song for his dad, so he's like not helping with anything except writing this song. For his moodily. Dad. moodily, moodily, staying up all night, then hating it when Nathan tells him to go fuck himself. Yeah, Nathan's <laughs> like, "This is not good," and he's like, "I thought it was really good," and then Nathan ruined my creativity, and it's like, "Well, it was just wasn't good, dude." Sorry. Yeah, sorry, bud. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they practice the skits together, and it does not go very well. Um. Yeah. So the day of the party, like all both sets of parents come, all kinds of family members, like I said. Gil's old college buddies, old wrestling buddies, old church buddies, all kinds of stuff. And when Kelly gets to like their property, he like she like puts a a blindfold on Gil, which I thought was smart because that way he mm-hmm. couldn't see all of the cars and stuff going into the driveway. Yeah. And and I in I think he thinks it's just like, oh, the kids like decorated the house for me or like something like yeah, that. Yeah, or which- just doing a little kid surprise party whatever exactly so once they get in and take off the blindfold gill seemed so genuinely shocked oh genuinely yeah. shocked yeah and i just love that he just stood there and was just like oh my soul yes <laughs> and he did not know how to respond at all he was just like taking it all in for a second yeah and then just kind of got the weeps which yes vibes. of course <laughs> seems like yes yes so they had some of his guests like hide behind a curtain and the first like game they played was they had to he had to like guess who was behind the curtain based on clues and stuff which I thought was kind of cute and kind of fun. Yeah, it ended up being fun because yeah. he knew his friends well. I think it would be yeah. bad like if he didn't remember yes, people that, very well. That would be weird. But I guess like the kids know him well enough to know that he would probably know this yeah. his friends. Um, And so after that, they do all their little skits, which represent like the different stages of Gil's life. I thought it was so awkward that they had a skit from when Gil and Kelly met and they had like they had Carlin play Kelly and Nathan play Gil. And it was just like so so awkward to watch them like flirting with each other. It's like y'all are siblings, but okay. Uh But holy shit, he stood her up for the first date and she still gave Mm -hmm. him a second chance. And it seemed like he didn't know until now. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) that. Um, I think that probably says a lot about Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I think that says a lot about both of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) 
But yeah, if I got stood up, I'd be like, eh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, well then, fuck you. We're certainly so, not getting married. Definitely not. I'm definitely not having 19 kids with you. Um, so the kids wrote a letter to Zach and Zach, or to dad, and Zach reads it, and Gil cries the whole time. Oh, yeah. Everyone cries. Mm-hmm. Um, God, the one thing that I do want to mention that happened a little bit before this is part oh, yeah. of it was... Why don't we let God decide how many kids we have oh, for yes, like the fiftieth yes. time? But then they're like, and so then they're uh, it's like mom and dad sitting in a tree. K I S S I N G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in the baby carriage and carriage, carriage and carriage, carriage and carriage, carriage, carriage like carriage. nineteen times. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit! Yeah, it's like God. This is disturbing. Yeah, Lawson sings his dumb song and. Everyone cried like during it. Everyone it wasn't cried. even that good, and everyone cried. Like, these people yeah. just want to cry. I get that. I want to cry all the time, too, so <laughs> I get it. It's okay. You're the baits. I'm the cicadas. I just want to scream in the trees. That's fair. I kind of want to do both, but mostly okay. cry. You can be part-time cicada. Thank you. Aw. Um, I, I don't really have anything else left to say about yeah. this. Other than no, that Nathan was, was, like, very pleased with how well it went. Yeah, it went really well. It was really nice. Like, a genuinely, like, thoughtful thing for them to do for Gil. And Gil seemed to really love and appreciate it. So, it was yeah. nice. Yeah, and it was nice that they weren't, like... I always feel like in the Duggar, like, celebrations like this where they try to, sell, like, um, surprise Jim, Bob, or Michelle, it always ends up being, like, a competition between who's the better child. Like, they all right. get competitive with each other over who could do it the best. And this one actually yeah. seemed like... They were collaborating. They were, yeah. Working together and, like, not trying to, like, I don't even know. Like, some of them, like, Lawson had his own little thing because he has to be that way. But, like, for, for for most of them, it was, like, a collaborative effort and not just, like, hey, this is what I did for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just, like, a parade of the children. Right. One Von Trapp child after the other. Oh, With a present for Papa. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. We finished up season one of the Bates and yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like my, I, in, in many ways, I find them much easier to watch than the Duggars, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's still horrifying in many ways too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they lulled us into kind of like a sense of like false stability at the beginning where they're like oh yeah you know these people aren't crazy they're just a chill family being family members and then they're like but also you get purity rings yeah and we're gonna talk about that way too much this set of episodes definitely like i think showed us some of the true colors of the baits and how they really operate um yeah i'm very excited for the future seasons where i'm sure they get more into it yes when we will, I'm sure they will slowly reveal some more things that we can talk shit about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you have anything to say about this episode, about the Bates, about the Duggars, anything like that, you can send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Seriously, if you know what their parenting things, mistakes are, let us know. We need to know what the parenting mistakes are that she cries over because I want to know. What they I do? do. Too. Is this too. is this like sex pest level mistakes or is this just like plath level oh, mistakes? I hope it's I hope it's not sex pest. God, I, I hope, hope not, not either. Gross. Gross. Anyways, you can find us 
all over the internet at TV Literate. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and pretty much anywhere else on the web that you may be lingering. Send us anything interesting you find or any tea that you want to spill. We're always here for it. We are. And yeah, this is actually episode 50. So thanks for sticking with us for 50 episodes. That's pretty big. We love you guys. We love you guys so much. And we love making this show. And we're so excited to keep going. Um, So yeah, leave us some comments. Leave us a review if you have a chance. And we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.